Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Ladies and gentlemen and non-binary peoples alike, you know what that music means. It's time for another amazing, fan-tabulous episode of Wired Up. This is Wired Up, episode 73. It always drives me crazy every time I hear that number go up and up. It is remarkable how many episodes of Wired Up we have done. My name is Kyle, and I hope you are enjoying your Sunday, however... And whenever it is you are listening, today's episode is going to be very, very uppy datey kind of thing because for months now I've been talking about how NBA regular season doesn't matter. And the NBA regular season is kind of just irrelevant because we don't add stakes to these games. We know who the good teams are, we know who the teams competing for a championship are. We know who the tanking teams are. We know who the second round exits are. We know who the fun teams to watch are, which again, these are just the tiers that I separate NBA teams into. And I also have been talking about for years, regular season hockey does not matter to me. I'll learn all the stars once the playoffs roll around, but I love some damn playoff hockey. And by the way, Saturday, Bruins, Capitals, overtime, mm-hmm. Got me back in that hockey fever, baby, because it was game one of the playoffs in the East region presented by Mass Mutual. And yes, hockey does indeed sponsor their divisions that have also been reseeded this year, which we will describe in our first postseason douchey hockey segment of 2021. So to be honest, today's episode is more for my sake but hopefully you take something away from it because I really want to get up to date with anything and everything NBA before the play-in round kicks off next week and we talk to awesome people about awesome play-in rounds. If you want some more NBA like talk, chalk talk from the season, check out our episode on Friday with Sabrina Merchant. Check out our episode from last Sunday, Wired Up 72 with Gage Bridgeford. Those are some depth basketball conversations that don't necessarily relate to the playoff seeding that's going to, you know, ultimately, do I regret doing all the weekly basketball updates? Or I'm sorry, daily basketball updates for the last week? Yeah, a lot of it ended up being kind of irrelevant, but you know what? We did it anyways because we committed to it and y'all responded to it basically the same way you would respond to all the content we put out, which is massive amounts of support, which you can continue to do by leaving those five-star ratings, following, downloading, and leaving some reviews on the Take It Easy podcast. That's how you shamelessly plug people. Cha-ching. Okay, so with that being said, recap the NBA. What do you need to know for tomorrow? Well, today. What do you need to know for today to figure out the last day of the season when 11 to 14 playoff spots are going to be clinched 
And what do I need to know? And what do you hockey fans maybe casually need to know from a douchey hockey segment? And even if you don't like hockey, I hope you can find some laughs from the fact that they sponsor their divisions and that I sound like a total douche talking about hockey, a sport that I've not watched more than like probably two hours of regular season. And I'm going basically off of all the information that I know from getting notifications every now and then. And all of the players are people I know from watching last year's Stanley Cup and doing douchey hockey segments last year and watching hockey in 2019 and 2018 and 2017 and a little bit before that. But a lot of the players have changed teams. So if I say Sidney Crosby, you probably knew who Sidney Crosby was before this. But a lot of people change teams. And so... Based on just watching playoffs in the past, I can give you some names of some players and some teams, but even as you'll hear, I sound like a total douche talking about hockey. So that's what today's podcast is going to look like. NBA update, hockey update in the most sarcastic way I can do it, because otherwise I'm just going to be boring the living shit out of all of us for 30 minutes. So let's get down to it with our amazing, fantabulous music that we've been using for our NBA recaps all week. That is just an absolute banger. If there were ever a day to get back into NBA basketball for someone like myself who's just been out of like interest on NBA basketball for a while because we know who the good teams are, we know who the second round exits are, we know who the fun teams to watch are, which are just the tiers that I separate NBA teams by. But if there were ever a time to get back into the swing of basketball, it is today, ladies and gentlemen, because in one day... 11 to 14 playoff seeds are going to be clinched or changed or some crazy iteration could be going down all in the span of about 12 hours. And that's why we're getting this podcast out early so that you know exactly what you need to know before watching NBA basketball all of Sunday. Unless, of course, you're watching NHL playoffs or having a life. All of these things are things I will be doing all simultaneously, having a life, watching Stanley Cup playoffs and watching NBA hashtag double vaccinated. Uh, So here's the NBA seedings and the last day implications here on Sunday. So we're just going to rip snort through these. And again, there's one game left. So the scenarios are very, very simple. First of all, top seed in the Western Conference, Utah Jazz win against the Kings, as they 100% should. The Kings are starting a lineup of Chamuse, Metu, and Mo Harkless, giving significant minutes in the starting lineup. Utah wins. They get the number one seed. We've kind of assumed for months Utah would be the number one seed. It just happens to be coming down to the end. Phoenix is making a nice little charge up here at the end. They play the Spurs to end the season. They need a win plus a Utah loss. Otherwise, they'll be the number two seed. Uh, Clippers most likely to be the three seed. Nuggets to be the four seed. Uh, If something weird happens there, we can update it coming up later in the week. But don't worry about it. You'll hear it come up if you're watching your games. But most likely, Clippers three, Nuggets four. There are weird scenarios where that changes. We're just going to stick to the basics here. Fifth seed in the West. Fifth, sixth, seventh is the storyline that you've been following probably most intently over the last week if you've been tuning into the NBA or the Take It Easy podcast or LeBron James injury news or Portland Trailblazers win streaks despite the fact they have the 20th ranked defensive team in the NBA. 
Dallas, Portland, LA. That's where they presently stand right now. Here's the clinching scenarios on the last day of the season. All three teams play. There are potentially four scenarios that we're looking at here. Well, theoretically eight, but here's the four scenarios we're looking at because uh, I think the Lakers play, they play someone super easy. I think like the Pistons. So uh, that would be boring if the Lakers win. So just assuming the Lakers win, here's your two scenarios. Dallas Mavericks win and the Dallas Mavericks are good to go. They are in, okay? Win, Dallas Mavericks are the fifth seed. No questions asked for Dallas. Um, Portland Trailblazers, they win. They are guaranteed a top six seed. They won't go to the play-in tournament. Uh, I am correct on what I evaluated before. The Lakers finish off the season against the Pelicans, another easy matchup. Pistons is the Miami Heat, who we'll get to later. Another P team, another eliminated from the playoff team. So I got those two confused. Uh, Pelicans play the Lakers tomorrow. Lakers should win that rather handily. But they hold the seven seed, so they don't control their own fate in terms of avoiding the play-in round. Uh, Mavericks play the lowly Timberwolves. So Mavericks win, guaranteed the five seed. They'll play Denver in the first round of the playoffs, no questions asked. Uh, And then my dreaded scenario of Utah, Denver, or Dallas guaranteed to make the conference finals will officially come true. Wouldn't be as bad if Denver makes it, but I think everyone else I kind of laugh at. But Utah against the Lakers would be kind of fun. Anyways, so... Like I said, Dallas wins, guarantee them the fifth seed. Portland wins. They need a Dallas loss to the Timberwolves to get the number five seed. Portland plays against the Denver Nuggets. Uh, If Portland loses and the Lakers beat the Pelicans, Portland falls to the seven seed. Lakers jump to the six seed. Lakers Clippers play in the first round. Not sure which is less exciting. I kind of want the Lakers to play in the play-in round now just so that they can have them head-to-head against Steph Curry. Not that Steph and Dame is not a bad consolation prize, But also we get Lakers and Clippers playing in the second round instead of the first round, all of which should be in the East in the Western Conference Finals. But you know what? Beggars can't be choosers. We've been waiting like three years for this Lakers Clippers epic matchup or I guess two ever since Kawhi left to join the Los Angeles Clippers from Toronto. But you could argue even a year before that because they were making rap songs about Kawhi joining the Clips as uh, like remakes of God's plan and him leaving Toronto for the Clips. So I guess you could say like two and a half years we've been waiting for that Lakers-Clippers matchup. But Portland beats the Nuggets. They'll end up as the number six seed or the number five seed. Again, any other combination other than Dallas win or Dallas losing and Portland winning or Portland losing and the Lakers winning. Any other combination will produce Dallas in the five, Portland in the six. So then we go down to the eight seed. Memphis and the Warriors are tied right now. Warriors hold the tiebreaker over Memphis, but they have the same record. So if any team wins and the other team loses, then we flip flop. The Warriors will either secure the eight or Memphis will secure the eight. Funny thing about that. The Grizzlies play the Warriors tomorrow, so we have a double play-in game here. We, If you're going to watch any game tomorrow, find a bootlegged version of the Grizzlies and Warriors game because that game is deciding the 8 seed versus the 9 seed. Spurs are locked into the 10. You really want to be the 8 seed instead of the 9 seed because then you just need one win against the Lakers or the Blazers and you're going into the playoffs. So you really, really want that 8 seed because if you're the 9 seed, you have to win two games to avoid elimination. If you're the 8 seed, you just have to avoid two losses to avoid elimination. 
So you really, really want the eight seed. The Grizzlies and Warriors are really going to be trying tomorrow. And finally, after five months of waiting, we are finally adding stakes to the NBA playoffs. After all this time, we are finally having stakes to NBA basketball. I said the NBA playoffs. We're not technically in the playoffs, but this is winner go home basketball. So we have finally added stakes to basketball and the games are rip snorting exciting again. And the Grizzlies and Warriors are playing a must win game for their chances to end up cashing in and getting a seven game series where they'll inevitably get crushed or put up an epic series because not everyone trusts Utah or Phoenix at this point. So we'll see how that plays out. Grizzlies Warriors head to head winner gets the eight seed loser gets the nine seed. As we mentioned before, locked in are the Spurs as the 10 seed. They've sat everyone over the past few games to get healthy and play at either the Grizzlies or Warriors. Whoever loses this play in game for seeding between the Grizzlies and Warriors. Moving on to the Eastern Conference. Uh, Philadelphia locked up the number one seed, unfortunately, um, because Brooklyn and Milwaukee should be the Eastern Conference Finals. Uh, Nets will lock up the two seed by crushing the Cavaliers tomorrow, which they'll do even if you sit Kyrie, KD, and James Harden. Uh, Bucks will play the Bulls, and uh, they need a win plus a Nets loss to get the two seed, and the Nets would fall to the three seed. Doesn't really matter. Nets will beat the Cavaliers. They'll go to... uh, the number two line and all that matters for is home court advantage in their second round series and an easier matchup potentially in the last round. Um, Hawks, Heat, and Knicks. We've been following that storyline for the past few weeks as well. Hawks play the rap or the sorry, Hawks play the Rockets tomorrow. Uh, Rockets are just terrible trying to tank, get the best possible odds in the league. So they play the worst team in the league at home. If the Hawks win, guarantee them the fourth seed. They will win that game, they will get the fourth seed. Now we get down to Miami versus the Knicks. Miami holds the fifth seed right now. Knicks hold the sixth seed. So Miami has the tiebreaker over the Knicks. Knicks play the Celtics, who are already locked into the seventh seed. So the Celtics will sit all of their players tomorrow. The Miami, or I'm sorry, yeah, the Miami Heat play the Pistons, as we mentioned earlier, when I confused the Pistons and the Pelicans, which is a very easy mistake to make, um, given the the alliteration of their names and the fact that both teams suck. Um, Heat win, they get the five seed. Just beat the Pistons, you get the five seed. If the Hawks lose and the Heat win, then you get the four seed, but the Hawks aren't going to lose to the Rockets. So win, get the five seed. Lose, and the Knicks beat the Celtics. You get the six seed. Knicks get the five seed. Simple enough? Good. So just pay attention to see if the Heat are going to beat the Pistons. Or if the Knicks lose to the Celtics at 10 o'clock, then you already know that the Heat are going to lock into the five, and the Knicks are going to lock in the six. And Julius Randle and R.J. Barrett and the fun story captivating the NBA are going to get smacked upside the head by the Milwaukee Bucks. Like I mentioned, seven seed Celtics locked in. Then we have this weird situation with the 8, 9, 10 in the East for the play-in round. So Pacers go up against the Raptors tomorrow. If the Pacers win, guarantee them the 9 seed. So they would host the play-in game for win to get into the 8 seed matchup. So win, Pacers guaranteed the 9 seed against a tanking Raptors team. The Hornets and Wizards are really weird. So pay close attention to this one. The Hornets play against the Wizards at 10 o'clock tomorrow, the exact same time as Pacers and Raptors. The Hornets 
and the Wizards are playing for a win-or-go-home game, just like Memphis-Golden State, although with less stakes because we know who the good-ass teams in the Eastern Conference and, you know, who, who wants to watch Russell Westbrook against Jason Tatum and a bunch of nobodies. The Hornets and Wizards are playing for winner gets the eight seed, loser gets the 10 seed, Unless the Pacers lose to the Raptors, which should not happen. Pacers win, you get the nine seed, no matter what. But if the Pacers, assuming they beat the Raptors, winner gets the eight seed, loser gets the 10 seed, regardless of who wins or loses between the Hornets and Wizards. So, bottom line, winner gets to be the eight seed and play the seventh seed game at Boston. Loser is the 10 seed and has to play for the right to play in the eighth seed game against the Indiana Pacers. Weird situation to be in because usually you'd expect seeds to kind of align like perfectly synchronous, but this time it's winner gets eight, loser gets 10. Not quite sure how those weird tiebreakers worked out, but it works both ways. So no matter what happens, if you really want to watch high stakes basketball, watch the Hornets and Wizards. Plus, it's LaMelo Ball, it's Gordon Hayward, it's Russell Westbrook, it's Bradley Beal. You've got big names in that game. It's probably just going to be a fun game altogether. So those are the six or seven different scenarios that we're looking at tomorrow headed into the play-in round on Tuesday kicking off. Not sure which seven-seed game is going to be Tuesday, which one's going to be Wednesday, but both of them are looking ready, steady, Eddie for that day. But we've got more music to play for you, but it's not exa- it's not exactly music. It's a different sound effect. So let's roll into douchey hockey coverage seamlessly as I try and stop the recording, but can't edit it later. Except I can. Except it would be funnier if all of this were added, wouldn't it? So that sound effect you just heard was the call of the 2010 Stanley Cup Finals. That was the last play of the 2010 Stanley Cup Finals. And it is my favorite clip of all time because the guy who called it is like he used to be the voice of hockey and he's now retired as of last year, which I think may have had something to do with the fact that NBC was going to lose the rights to hockey coverage. Hockey's now going to... Turner and ESPN and Kenny Albert is going to be the voice of hockey for Turner. So I think that was just part of the the deal breaker right there. But anyways, that call is the last final call of the 2010 Stanley Cup Finals. It is my favorite call in the history of sports because the commentators, the people on the ice had no idea that the shot had gone in. You just couldn't tell because it was a shot from the side, like at a weird angle, and it bounced off the goalie's back pad and went in. So only the guy who shot it, I can't remember who was Patrick Kane or Patrick Sharp. It was one of those uh, hot white Chicago Blackhawks from the early 2010s. But the shot goes in, and they start running down the ice, and then everyone's like, oh, snap, we just won the Stanley Cup. Let's all start celebrating. But then they go to review, and then it's like, okay, 
Let's see what's happening. Okay, it's a clean goal. Just nobody saw it. Not the referees, not the broadcasters, not his teammates. It just kind of like slipped in off the back pad of the goalie. Totally clean, but everyone just missed it. And uh, I was listening to an interview with that guy. I forgot his name as the voice of hockey, but that tells you my strange relationship with hockey as I'm about to do this douchey hockey segment breaking down the NHL playoffs. Doc Emmerich, that's his name. I forgot that for a second. But um, Doc Emmerich talked about that's probably got to be the one that haunts him at night is missing the the game-clinching goal in overtime of the 2010 Stanley Cup Finals. So the last play of the entire hockey season, the one that lives forever, it would be like Jim Nance choking and like just radio silence when a guy hits it instead of a return to glory or whatever Jim Nance does at the end of the Masters. I'd be like Jim Nance just choking at the end of the Masters would be not getting that call. So anyways, it's my favorite clip, and I think I'm going to use that as our equivalent to transition into hockey coverage. So let's do douchey hockey coverage, shall we? Because I finally got back into hockey last night watching the overtime duel between the Boston Bruins and Taylor Hall and Patrice Bergeron and Pasternak and, of course, the hated Brad Marchand. And, of course, the newly added, just the mercenary who travels from team to team in the NHL, Taylor Hall, who's been on the Buffalo Sabres and the Arizona Coyotes and the New Jersey Devils and now got traded to the Boston Bruins. All of this within the last two or three years, but he's also one of the best left wings in the NHL because that man is just a stone-cold mercenary who keeps getting traded from team to team to team because I guess nobody wants to keep him for some reason or he keeps getting traded to shitty teams. I don't know what the reasoning is why he keeps getting traded, but Taylor Hall is now the left winger for the Boston Bruins, and they had game one on NBC versus... Zdeno Chara, their ex-captain, and Alexander Ovechkin, and TJ Oshie, and a 39-year-old goaltender who used to play for the Carolina Hurricanes who came in and replaced the young hotshot goalie who had pulled his groin trying to save a shot, which I'm surprised doesn't happen more often in hockey, but he ends up only allowing one goal on 30 shots, saves the game in overtime, and it ends with a shot by TJ Oshie going between the legs of Tuka Rask and the Washington Capitals on home ice win game one of the series between the Boston Bruins and them, the three and two seeds in the Eastern Division presented by Mass Mutual because, yes, hockey sponsors their divisions. And, of course, Douchey Asked Me is going to say East Division brought to you by Mass Mutual because hockey sponsors their stupid divisions. So that's the 3-2 matchup. Tomorrow we'll see the 1-4 matchup between the Toronto Maple Leafs, Darlings, they're the Chicago Cubs or the New York Knicks of hockey where they make so much money that there's no incentive to change their financial system and cha- and actually incentivize them to put a good product on the ice. It's a fascinating thing we talk about with the Knicks all the time is that the Knicks are run really incompetently. But because they always make money, there's no incentive for Dolan to sell the team and or change the way the front office is structured other than just shame, which depends on what your priorities are. This is the same thing that goes on with a lot of incompetent organizations like the San Diego Chargers and Dean Spanos, who I have a personal vendetta against. This goes on for a while and it's kind of interesting how it works out. But anyways. So the Toronto Maple Leafs were this team that's like the Cubs and 
the New York Knicks where they're like the golden franchise that hasn't won a championship since the 1960s. And they've got this number one pick named Austin Matthews, who's amazing. And he's also a Canadian, or he's not, he's now a Canadian playing in Toronto, but he's originally a Mexican from Arizona, which is really weird because hockey now extends to all parts of America ever since the post 1990s hockey came to the Sun Belt and the Rust Belt. And hockey all of a sudden is like in Dallas and Arizona and Los Angeles and Florida that has two teams, which we'll get to in a bit between the Ice Cats and the Tampa Bay Lightning in the Central Division presented by Discover Card. But right now, we're talking about the Toronto Maple Leafs and Austin Matthews. And I believe they have my guy from the uh, from the Los Angeles Kings, Jake. I forgot his name now, but he was on the Stanley Cup teams from the uh, the oh Jake Muzzin was on the Stanley Cup teams from the 2014 run with the Kings that will live forever for me because that's what got me really into hockey was watching the LA Kings have the most miraculous run in the history of hockey and sports, but then realizing that it wasn't quite as miraculous because hockey has this happen all the damn time. It was unbelievable and amazing and all of the different A and U and C words that are just unbelievable to describe your awe of watching hockey madness and seeing your team go on this epic run of coming back from 03 then overcoming a 3-1 deficit then beating the Chicago Blackhawks in overtime of game seven and then winning the Stanley Cup after no chance of having it 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 was really cool but anyways we were talking about the Toronto Maple Leafs they've got this guy named Austin Matthews they've got some really good players now and they're the number one seed in the east division or I'm sorry they're the number one seed in the north division presented by Scotiabank and they play tomorrow, if I recall correctly, they play tomorrow against, I'm sorry, they don't play until Monday. Uh, that's right. They play Monday in their game, one of their series, I believe, if I remember correctly, unless they move the schedule. Yeah, they're moving schedules around because there's a weird uh, situation in the North Division where two teams, the Flames and the Canucks, had COVID, so they're figuring that weird situation out. So again, schedules are fluid and not all the divisions play at the exact same time. What is tomorrow is the one versus four that we were talking about before in the East division presented by mass mutual, the penguins and the Islanders penguins, number one seed, Sidney Crosby, all that guys, two Stanley cups from 2016 and 2017. If I remember correctly, were the two penguins Stanley cup finals, uh, the Pittsburgh penguins are, uh, re- re- generating and retooling and back to the number one seed in the East division presented by discover card. They played the New York Islanders who lost to the eventual Stanley cup champion, Tampa Bay lightning in the Eastern conference finals last year. They've got a Mayfield who I always say Baker Mayfield every time I see him play. So uh, that should be cool. They've got Jonathan, I mean, not Jonathan Taze. They've got a Taze's brother who, um, I forgot his name, but he's uh, last name Taze, who plays for the Islanders. Uh, they've also got this former Maple Leaf star who is uh, kind of hated now, kind of like Manny Machado, I think. The the Manny Machado equivalent in hockey, who used to be like the star captain for the Maple Leafs who moved to the Islanders. Or maybe I have it backwards. Maybe the Islanders' best player moved to the Maple Leafs. Douchey hockey segment. Okay, so now we move on to the West. Uh, Wild versus the Golden Knights. Golden Knights were supposed to be the number one seed. They are obviously the the darlings of the past few years, made that crazy Stanley Cup run now three years ago. 
Ever since then, hasn't quite been his darling for the Golden Knights. Blew a 3-1 lead to the San Jose Sharks. Last year, they got bounced, I think, pretty early in the playoffs last year. And then Dallas went on a nice Stanley Cup run. But hasn't. it's been a little more frustrating for the Golden Knights ever since as they develop some rivalries and some hated teams in hockey. But they play the Minnesota Wild, who... You know, don't know much about the Minnesota Wild. Don't expect, I expect the Golden Knights will throttle them a little bit, but it's hockey. Some weird stuff happens all the time in hockey. So Wild play against the Golden Knights tomorrow. Uh, and then in the other side of the West Division, I forgot who sponsors the West Division in hockey. I know all, I know the other three, but I don't know who sponsors the West Division uh, sponsor. Uh Honda, Honda, the NHL West division presented by Honda. Um, I forgot that Honda is the official sponsor of the West division. So the West division presented by Honda has the wild and the golden Knights. I mentioned the avalanche a little bit before Nate McKinnon, superstar in hockey, just a crazy MFR. And uh, they'll play the blues in their first series starting on Monday. Should be fun. We'll have more to talk about once games conclude in that series. Cause the blues who won their miracle Stanley cup back in 2019, they have kind of just been like, yeah, they're the four seed and they're kind of just hanging around with the remains of a team that made a magical Stanley Cup run from being the worst record in the NHL on January 1st to winning the championship six months later. So they've got uh, Jordan McKinnon in the goal and they'll uh, hang on to whatever they've got with Jay Bowermeister and uh, some other guys that I've kind of forgotten over the years, but I used to know all of them because they were in the Stanley Cup final. Uh, Douchey hockey segment uh, for someone who hasn't watched a game of hockey all season. Uh, I mentioned the Maple Leafs earlier. Uh, They don't play till much later on, but the other series in the North Division presented by Scotiabank playoffs is the three seed, which is the Winnipeg Jets with Patrick Laney, who uh, I believe is... Is Patrick Laney still there? I know he was their superstar back when Winnipeg was making all kinds of nice runs, but is Patrick Laney still playing for Winnipeg at this point? Uh, nope, he plays for the Columbus Blue Jackets, eh? Uh, don't know why they traded him because he was kind of a star. But anyway, so the Winnipeg Jets with uh, stars that I will learn by watching them a couple times when they get beat by the Oilander, Oilers. Edmonton Oilers and Connor McDavid, who you could make a genuine argument is better at his sport or more dominant at his sport than anyone in the world is at their sport right now. You could throw Mike Trout in the mix. You could throw Canelo Alvarez in the mix. You could throw LeBron James or Giannis Antetokounmpo because I think Giannis is better than LeBron, but that's another conversation for another day. Or you could throw like Patrick Mahomes in the mix. Like Connor McDavid is more dominant at his sport than anyone else is at their sport right now. He's going to win his second MVP at age 25 or 26. Connor McDavid is amazing and he plays for the Edmonton Oilers, but the Oilers keep failing him as an organization. Kind of like Aaron Rodgers. He's kind of the Aaron Rodgers of hockey right now where he's amazing and he wins every year, but sometimes his team just doesn't make the playoffs or they get bounced in the first round or in the wild card or the play in round. Like he got bounced in last year. So this year they're the two seed. They've got a good chance at making the conference finals out of the North division presented by Scotiabank. Cause all they got to do is beat the Winnipeg jets, which they should easily and then play the Toronto Maple Leafs who are prone to some bad chokes here and there. That Oilers Maple Leaf series, if we get there, is going to be really, really fun. And you'll hear Douchey Hockey Guy talk about that once again. Moving up 
to, or no, I guess we just moved up to the North Division. Let's move all the way down to, I believe it is the Central Division presented by Discover Card. That's the one that we missed. Um, number one seed there, Carolina Hurricanes. They play the Nashville Predators. It's one of the few co- cross-conference duels that we have in the first round because they've rearranged the divisions this year. But one of the weird things that just kind of worked out is that a lot of the teams from the same traditional conferences are playing each other. In fact, as I look back on this right now, it is the only matchup between teams that weren't originally in the same conferences. Now, are the the conferences perfect? No, of course not. But you like, for example, in the North Division presented by Scotiabank, you have the Edmonton Oilers and the Winnipeg Jets, both traditional Western Conference teams, up against to East on the other side of the same division, two Eastern conference teams, the Toronto Maple Leafs and the Montreal Canadians. So once we get to the second round, it'll be a weird cross conference, cross traditional conference matchup, but they realign the conferences this year. So it makes it even more interesting, but this is the only strange one that we have in the first round. The predators take on the hurricanes. Uh, the hurricanes should win this rather easily, but never, ever, ever sleep on all Pecorine. Pecorine is one of the best goalies in the world. Not better than Andres Vasilevsky, though, who is manning the net for the Tampa Bay Lightning in what I believe is the best first-round matchup in the entire Stanley Cup playoff. The Ice Cats of Carolina or the Ice Cats of Florida take on the Tampa Bay Lightning in the duel of the Sunshine State. Florida Panthers, Tampa Bay Lightning. This means rawr. And the Carolina Hurricanes will meet the winner of that, assuming they beat the living crap out of the Nashville Predators. So who's going to man the goal for the Florida Panthers is going to be a really interesting question. Who's got an answer for Radko the Butcher and the amazing Florida Panthers front line, averaging the third most goals in the NHL this season. But does anyone have an answer for Tampa Bay? As Steve Stamkos returns healthy and Nikita Kucherov returns from injury and you have to deal with the best goalie in the world. To be honest, I mentioned Connor McDavid might be the best at what he does more dominant what he does than anyone else is in sports. But I got to be honest, I could make a pretty compelling case that my man Andres Vasilevsky is better at being a goalie than anyone else is in the world. And he's dominating that category. The difference between him and second place is unmatched. So Andres Vasilevsky, you get some credit for what's gone on here. And it's been an amazing run for you. So we got the epic duel between the Ice Cats and the defending Stanley Cup champion Tampa Bay Lightning in the Central Division presented by Discover Card. That's douchey hockey segment. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for stopping in to Wired Up episode 73. Enjoy some basketball. Enjoy some hockey. Watch some baseball. You can see my San Diego Padres with no Will Myers, no Eric Hosmer, and no Fernando Tatis Jr. Drop 13 on the terrible St. Louis Cardinals, who are basically, we are becoming your daddy's St. Louis. Deal with it, Cardinals fans. Catch these middle fingers that I'm holding up, but you can't see because this is an audio medium. So check that out. Check out NBA. Check out NHL tomorrow because it's going to be epic all next week. But also, go have a life. If you've gotten vaccinated, this is what it's for. The world is opening up again. I know I'm going to be doing some of that. I'm going to be doing that right now, except right now I'm going to sleep. So enjoy the rest of your night, everybody, or morning or afternoon or evening. 
This has been Wired Up Episode 73. Take it easy. And we'll talk to you again tomorrow. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.